So as of just three days ago, we hit our all-time net revenue of seven figures in digital course sales uh, just three days ago, which is massive. Uh, We've been in business for less than two years, started a little less than two years ago. So it's hard to believe that a little girl from Haiti, immigrant, you know, was able to take this digital course, (laughs) marketing strategy, and, and just, you know, really leverage it and and make it into a full-blown business. And so I think if I can do it, anyone can do it. Regular people are taking their knowledge and content, packaging it up in an online course, and they're making a living doing it. But not everyone is successful with online courses. There's a right way and there's a wrong way. And I'm here to help course creators actually succeed with online courses. Hi, I'm Jacques Hopkins, and this is The Online Course Show. Hey out there, welcome in. I'm your host, Jacques Hopkins. Welcome to episode 201 of The Online Course Show. We have an amazing conversation with an amazing guest today who has been wildly successful with online courses and is a little bit newer to the game in just the past two years. She has made over a million dollars. She hit that magic seven-figure mark in online course sales. And I love bringing on guests like this who can share their story. We can unpack it. We can figure out what she was doing right. We can figure out what are the things maybe she didn't do as right. And and we can bypass those things and really focus in on the things that she did right in order to try to mimic her success. But I got to tell you, she has done the majority of the things uh, right. And, And the results speak for themselves. I especially love how she got started. She really, really got started the right way. So I want you to really focus in and lean in on that. My guest today, her name is Dr. Rachel Gainsborough. Her website is shorttermgems.com. She has courses on how to succeed with short-term property rentals. And before we get into that full conversation with Rachel, let me tell you about the sponsor of this episode, and that is going to be Kajabi. I'm now running my businesses in Kajabi. I've got almost everything in one place. It does so many things so well. If you want to run a successful online course business, just don't think anything else of it and and go with Kajabi because right now, in my opinion, it is best in class. Maybe it's not always going to be that way, but right now, Kajabi is the best. And so if you want to run an incredible online course business, you want to run a business like I do, you want to run a business like Dr. Rachel does. You're going to hear from her shortly. She runs her whole business on Kajabi as well. If you want to see an example of a website, built with Kajabi that's not just mine, go to shorttermgems.com. That is a Kajabi website. And of course, her courses that are there and she runs so much of her website through Kajabi. And it's because Kajabi is incredible for running a successful online course business. And when you use the link that I'm going to give you, you're going to get a full month free trial of Kajabi and you're going to get my free course on how to set up Kajabi all the way from the beginning. You're going to see every single keystroke and mouse click that I made when I built my online course business from the ground up using Kajabi. So if you want to take advantage of this offer, head to everyclickkajabi.com. Once again, there you sign up, you get a full month free of Kajabi free trial, and you will get my free course on how to actually use it and use it well and build an entire online course business using Kajabi. Once again, we're talking to Dr. Rachel Gainsborough today from shorttermgyms.com. So many gyms that we can take away from this conversation. So without further ado, here is that full conversation between myself and Rachel. Hey, Rachel, welcome to the Online Course Show. Hello, Jacques. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for, um, you know, creating this platform to talk about one of my very favorite things in the whole wide world, digital courses. So it's such an honor to be here with you today. Holy smokes. You like online courses too? I like online courses. I know. This is amazing. (laughs) How long long have you liked online courses? Well, I knew nothing about online courses prior to 2021. As a matter of fact, when I heard someone speaking about it as uh, digital products online, selling digital products, I was wondering, what do you sell online? What lotions? And they were talking about PDFs and 
um, you know, checklists. I, I had no idea. So in 2021, I really caught the bug where I realized that I had knowledge in my head that I can turn into a course and share it with others. And, and that really was my aha moment. Yeah, I don't think I don't think lotion could be a digital product. I think there's a physical nature to that. Absolutely. But that was that was actually the disconnect for me because I couldn't figure out, you know, okay, what what could you possibly be selling online? So for me, it I went automatically to a physical product. I, I didn't understand the idea of a digital product. And then so with my self-living beliefs, I well, how many lotions would I have to sell? And that <laughs> that didn't make sense because, you know, at the time I was working as a medical professional, a pharmacist making pretty good money. And so, oh my goodness, thousands of lotions. I mean, that it just didn't make sense or compute for me that I would have to sell so many of these um, physical products to get there. And when they said digital products and I really went into it, I'm like, oh my goodness, these $1 or $2 PDFs that was even less appealing (laughs) and, you know, just really delving into it. You know, you realize that if you can take someone from point A to point B and compress that learning curve in a short period of time, there's value there. And, and that's why I'm grateful for you, Jacques, because, you know, the trajectory of our growth had it not been for, uh, you know, experts like you who've gone through <laughs> the trenches and you're coming back, you, you brought the elevator down and you said, okay, don't do this, do this <laughs> instead. And so now we don't have to go through decades of the pain and suffering and we go get from point A to point B in a compressed amount of time. There's definitely value to that. So I'm so grateful for this digital marketing world for sure. Yeah. Well, you've you've had some pretty incredible successes that I want to dive into. Thank you uh, for the for the kind words. So uh, a couple of years ago, you know, you're saying you, you, digital products aren't even on your radar. Like you, you didn't really have any concept of what it even was and how that even made sense or made money. And so, were you in some way, shape, or form seeking out that information, or was it kind of serendipitous and just kind of happened? Meaning, you you mentioned you're in a well paid job. I don't know how much you liked it or disliked it. Uh, how did, like, truly, how did you discover this? So, you know, I was during encountering a time also where the burnout in healthcare was really taking the full on gamut. And um, I had joined a few masterminds as well with women who were doing great things, executive women who had found a way to um, strike, I would say strike kind of a balance between work, life, and, and I wanted more of that. And so one of the key metrics that we would look at every month and every quarter is something called our horizontal income. And so how much revenue can you generate without necessarily punching a clock? And what is this? Like, is this hocus pocus? What do you mean? You know, you work and then you beg for overtime so that you can work more and make some more money. Isn't that how we make more money is working overtime, you know? And that was like the blessing, right? And so about that time, I I got into also real estate investing. And that's when I realized, oh, you can make money without punching a clock with real estate investing. And that was really exciting to me. And we became um, a, a bit more financially uh, more secure with that. And additionally, just sitting in the rooms with these women, I was learning more about coaching and digital courses and writing books and all of these things that they were doing to increase what was called their horizontal income. That is the not punching a clock income. And, you know, just learning more and more about it. I said, well, I don't have anything to teach about. Well, they would always tap on my shoulder and ask me about my real estate, you know? And so that became what I was known for because I was a numbers girl, a spreadsheet girl. It's almost like with the pharmacy, I'm really good with recipes. They always loved what I cooked. You know, I'm very like, don't you stray from the formula, you're going to pay pay the price. You know, that's what I say. You stray from the formula, you're going to pay the price. You stick to the formula and came up with these formulas on Excel spreadsheets and they loved it. And so someone, including my husband, like, you you should really sell these spreadsheets. It's like, who buys spreadsheets, you know? (laughs) And so that's where they started sharing about, you know, you have a digital course in you, you have a digital product in you. And, And the rest really was history. You know, someone shared a little snippet of what some of these gals were doing online, you know, they were selling something at a $7 value. I was like, Oh, that's kind of interesting. But you know, it was at a lower ticket. But then just being a part of the world, once you start seeing it 
you can't unsee it, you know, paired with coaching, paired with adding more high value offerings and really, you know, taking that individual from point A to point B and, and helping them to get that greater transformation. You know, you can provide more and then you can charge more. And so that's where that's kind of the beginning and the end of it. I really. I love that concept of horizontal income. I've not heard of that. It's uh, it's it's adjacent to, I guess, passive income, which, you know, I think it has a stigma around it these days. Uh, truly, what does that mean? But I think horizontal income is a really interesting term. It makes me think of back uh, when I was working my full-time job as an engineer and I was essentially paid hourly and we could work more and just keep, you know, and get paid the exact same rate. And so I remember like the third or fourth year at my job, I decided, you know what, this year I'm going to make $90,000. And so I did the math and I went to my boss. I was like, look, I want to make $90,000 this year. And so for me, that means I need to work, you know, 46 and a half hours a week on average this year. And that's the way that my mindset was working. It's like, I've got to increase my hours. Here's my rate. I've got to, you know, to make this amount of money, but it's, you know, literally tra trading exact dollars, uh, time for, for, for money. Um, and so I had, had zero horizontal income and I had zero prospects for horizontal income then. Uh, but now that I do, um, I like it a lot better and it sounds like you do as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. A game changer for sure. So when you did discover truly what was possible with digital products with online courses, how long between when you realized that it was a thing to when you got the exact idea for what you wanted to teach? Was it, was it instant or did you run through a different, uh, a few different ideas? Oh my goodness. That's a great question. The, the idea that I'm using now, it's the same idea that I used from the very beginning. And it's so ingrained. I feel like in my DNA that I don't think of any other, <laughs> any other strategies at the moment. I think it was, it was pretty much the one thing. There were other iterations of it, of course, but yeah, it, it pretty much was my one thing. And I have ideas on a daily basis. My team, they get scared whenever I, send them the eyeball emojis. They, they know that's, that means Rachel has an idea and they say, no, <laughs> no, no more ideas. <laughs> and so I have, um, I have a, a, a notes ca called my brain flies. Like whenever I have an idea, I jot it down, you know, <laughs> I jot it down. So I probably have 2000 courses inside of me in my heart. Wow. But, <laughs> but I'm only going to beat one drum, you know, and I think, um, my biggest, and that's that's the thing. I have a lot of ideas, but I see a lot of my colleagues and my friends and those who actually taught me the strategy as in like, you should really do this. They either haven't started or they started and they jumped from idea to idea. And so when I, I locked in with one, you know, with a program and one thing that, uh, that my coach said was repeat and refine, repeat and refine. Repeat. Had she not ingrained that in me, Jacques, I would have been on my seventh course making mediocre, if any, revenue because I would have jumped from idea to idea to idea. So I keep repeat. I beat the same drum. I literally had a launch this past weekend and I spent all morning refining. It's like, oh, yeah. So these were some of the object objections that I heard. So I tweaked my slides this morning. I'm supposed to be working on something else, but I am all in because I want to make sure that I'm delivering it at the utmost. And how many of my competitors do you think are probably doing the same thing? I don't know that they are. Hopefully not many. <laughs> and so I'm all in on this because it works and I want to be the best in class. I want to be the absolute best. And so, yeah, I locked in with this one particular idea with real estate investing, you know, short term, midterm rental. It, it's seen different iterations, but it's the same idea. Real estate investing, short term, midterm rental investing. And that's it. <laughs> 
Okay. So tell, tell me more about this, this drum you're currently beating. Who, who is it specifically that is in your target audience and what is the, what is the outcome that you're uh, offering to them? Sure. My target audience is burnt out medical professionals who are looking to leverage uh, real estate, but not just any real estate investment, but particularly luxury short-term rentals to buy back their time freedom and also have an asset that they get to enjoy. And this is where I find them. How I help them to find, fund, um, list, design, market uh, a real estate investment that is within their budget and without breaking the bank. What made you qualified to teach that? I did it for myself a few times, as well as for friends and family and other pharmacists that were, you know, at the workplace who were asking me, you know, how are you doing this? So as soon as I um, saw massive success for them, um, I and others were saying, hey, Rachel, you should really teach this. I launched kind of a pre-marketing strategy. I said, okay, guys, y'all keep saying I should do this, but you know, I have a nine to five, a whole husband, two kids and three dogs. If you really want it, put your money where your mouth is. $800 Friday. I'm going to teach it everything I know. Um, I'm just looking for five people to pay $800. And if you show up, if you pay $800, you show up on Friday over the next eight weeks, I'm going to teach you everything I know. And that'll be the beginning of a program. And we will, you get to co-create it with me. And when I update it to the full blown program, you'll have access to that as well. But put your money where your mouth is. I'm not doing anything without anyone paying me because <laughs> time is money, right? <laughs> and so 10 people signed up and I was like, okay, I guess I'm qualified <laughs> to do this. And I guess the message landed, you know? And so 10 people signed up and yeah, we went in and, and I, I made sure I said, hey, look, Jacques, this is not clickbait or, um, you know, I didn't swap it on them. I made sure I told them, listen, when, once you pay me $800, you're paying not, you're not going to get anything. There's no course. Make sure you understand there is no course. There's nothing. We'll show up on Friday and we'll just talk, talk it out. I'll just start showing you. It's, it's like Q and a, I'll have kind of an agenda, kind of an agenda. It's Q and a, <laughs> and that's where, and that's where we started really. And it was amazing. That is, that is such an incredible way to start. Obviously it's, it's catapulted and, and, and worked really well. Uh, some of the mistakes that I see or some of the objections I know people would be thinking about at this point is like, um, they would want to do what you did, but maybe offer it for free because they don't know that anybody would pay $800 for something that essentially doesn't exist yet. Like it's inside your head. It's not something like they don't get a course immediately. And the, the, the reason that doesn't work is because people, um, they aren't invested in it. They don't have any skin in the game. They won't show up. Right. And so you actually charge people money for it. You charged a good amount of money for it, right? That's another mistake is you could have charged 80 bucks and same thing. Like they don't, wouldn't have as much skin in the game. So that's amazing that you charge such a, such a high price. And then the next thing that, that people would say, like, even if they're bought in on all of that, they would say, but I don't have anybody I could even pitch this to. Right. So where did you go? Like what types of people did you put this in front of that you were able to get 10 paying customers on this idea? Yeah, that's a great question. And let me add one more thing that I just saw on a on a Facebook post. So there's a someone posted, okay, they have a an ingenious idea for a course, um, but they need a website designer, a videographer, they're looking for a website designer, videographer, all these things, you know, to launch it. I'm like, no, no, you don't. You don't need any of those things. <laughs> right? <laughs> Please don't. And a logo designer is like, don't. <laughs> no. And I don't want people to get locked in. I need a logo. I didn't have a logo, right? I had nothing, nothing. So that's where I see people. Get what did you have? You had, a, you had a Zoom account? Is that is that pretty much what you had? I had a Zoom account and a PayPal, which I don't really recommend. But <laughs> it was, when I say it was janky, it was janky. Yeah. A Zoom and a PayPal. Yeah. Okay. And so where did, where did you, where did you get these people? Yeah. And just some relationships. And here's how I had, um, fostered goodwill. Um, I was a part of Facebook groups where I had permission and I was offering value 
to parallel Facebook groups. So for example, there's a strategy called Burr Investing, which is a big community of people who buy, uh, rehab, rent, refinance, repeat, that's Burr. It was, you know, one of the Facebook groups that I was a part of. There are a few others, bigger pockets. So these were communities with, you know, hundreds of thousands of people, thousands of people. I was a part of pharmacists, real estate investor groups. So I offered value in those groups week after week, free value. Um, if they asked me to, you know, hold down the fort and speak about something to offer a little bit of content, I would hold down the fort and speak. So when it was my time, I say, hey, do you mind if I share about, you know, this thing? And if people want to learn about luxury medical professions, if they want to learn about luxury, and I had a couple of, you know, medical group, Facebook groups I was a part of. They said, yeah, sure. You know, and they know I, I wasn't just I didn't just pop in and I'm going to spam and still are your people. Ten out of a couple hundred thousand. I mean, you know, it didn't it was no skin off of their nose, but relationships. Right. Just building a relationship within parallel group where I wasn't competing with them. So I didn't go into any luxury Airbnb types of groups and ask if I could go in and steal your people. But these were other medical groups or other type of real estate strategy groups that might, you know, have a few of my target audience. You know, that's where I started. LinkedIn may have a few, you know, people. I don't know. But yeah, that's that's where I started, really. And of course, in my workplace as well, people who kept saying, hey, you know, <laughs> um, you know, when can you teach this? I, I, I shared it with them as well. And we got, I got a couple that way too. What happened next? How did the, how did the, the, that process go with teaching these, these 10 people? Raving fans, <laughs> raving fans to this day, you know, if in my signature course, I need someone to um, provide a referral for me. Some of them are still my go-to. Like I have a closer on my team now. Hey, send them to Carolyn, send them to Tim, send them to Karima. You know, we've got their number on speed dial. On a random day, I'll see a testimonial from them. I don't know where just it's been over a year. Hey, today marks the year where I first started, a year and a half where I first started. And this is my, you know, third year super host or this is what my family's up to now. And I can't believe this has happened for us. I even, although we, we, um, focused on medical professionals, we allowed others who wanted to engage to come in. We have teachers and engineers and, and to hear someone say, I made my annual salary in two months because of this program and understanding the strategy. It's, it's just heart, heartwarming. And so just seeing the successes, if you can provide someone success and if you can position your course in a way that you have massive success. Um, I, I think it's amazing, but you, you have to troubleshoot too. Like we, along the way, I, you know, some of the structure had to change because if I saw that when we, when I wasn't offering the group coaching and it was just kind of um, a shorter amount of time and it, it's DIY, I wasn't seeing as much success as I wanted. Then I expanded it. And then I added the group coaching, but it comes with a higher price. I saw more success. So just troubleshooting it because I gauge, you know, the success of the program by the amount of um, success I'm seeing that the students are getting as well. So I'm, I'm fascinated by the way you, you started out. Uh, a lot of people, when they um, realize that digital products is more than just lotion, they... <laughs> They, they might start making the course, right? They might just like make the course and then put that offer out in front of some people. Um, how, how much of your success do you attribute to the way you started it out and just like getting these 10 people and, uh, and doing it live, not really having a totally set curriculum, obviously not having a course going the route you went versus once you get the idea, you just make the course and then you try to sell that. I, I I meet with a lot of people in my industry who have a course. 
and they come to me because they know I have a course and they see, you know, they see this. We see you everywhere in your branding. Well, because of the revenue we generate from the course, we can brand and we can. But their course is just sitting on a shelf, you know, not doing anything. And so they come to me and they're asking, well, you know, how are you, you know, able to expand your reach? And so I, when I ask what they've done, they've done exactly that, Jacques. They've created a course that no one asked for. Right. And so it's beautiful. It's um, just kind of well put together. It's gorgeous. You know, it's got all the things and no one asked for it. Right. And so there was no pre-sell strategy. There was no, hey, I'm making this thing. I'm looking for a few people who are interested in it. When I asked them, like, when you went out to speak with your ideal avatar, what did they tell you they wanted? My who? <laughs> right? And so that that was a problem, even with my lead magnet, Jacques. So I hit gold on my fourth lead magnet. I hit gold on my fourth lead magnet. My first three lead magnets, I spent all night on Canva. I had so much glitter on it. It was probably coming out the screen. I thought they were so beautiful. No one wanted it. No one asked for the top five mistakes that uh, rental luxury rental investors are making. No one asked for that. No one asked for those lead magnets. The first three, I got zero emails because I wanted to create an email list. You know, all the top marketers are saying you need to create an email list. So in order to create an email list, which is really important because your asset, you know, is having personal access to your audience and not just having them out there on social media. Right. So having an email list is important asset to have. No one wanted it. I was not collecting emails, but I knew what they were asking for, Jock, but it was hard it was the number one thing that most investors just did not want to answer. I was just at a conference in San Diego and, <laughs> and I'm probably roasting my colleagues. This question was asked on the stage and my colleague rolled their eyes. They're like, oh, our least favorite question. Our least favorite question. That's my lead magnet. Their least favorite question is my lead magnet. And so, um, when I got the feedback, the reason your lead magnet is not converting is because no one asked for it. <laughs> no one asked for it. So what were they asking over and over again? And I was closing my ears. I didn't want to hear it because it's hard. What is the, where should I, what city should I invest in? What city should I invest in? It was like, ah, oh, that's so hard. Because the reason it's hard is it's multidimensional. It's multi-factors, right? I need to know about you. I need to know your budget. I need to know that it's just too much, right? It's too much. So I created a lead magnet that lists my top 75 U.S. cities with the highest profitability for short-term rentals. This lead magnet costs me money. It's an investment. I have data miners collect with me. I have data entry specialists copy and paste, and we have to do that. I spend hours going through it and auditing it, and I have another data analyst auditor that goes through it with me. And I published it in 2021, 2022, 2023. Oh, 2022, I would say, okay, I want to create something fresh. My coach said, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I have 12,000 emails off of that lead magnet. <laughs> because it is so good that you would want to charge. So when you provide something for free that is so good that you feel like you should charge for it, that's when you know you're onto something. That lead magnet, I get a thousand leads <laughs> every, I would say every month I get about a thousand leads off of that. Of course, you prune it down to those that are qualified. Yeah. And theoretically, somebody that's interested in downloading that is also a prime candidate for mm -hmm. your, your courses. Yeah. So what, what is your market asking for that no one else is really willing to offer? And all of the other investors, oh, it's so hard. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> well, you you kept you kept going back back to the drawing board with this lead magnet, and um, I, I mean I love the, there's there's so many golden nuggets here. Uh, you you tried it three times on your own, um, developing something that, in your words, nobody was asking for, but you kept going to it, going to it. it. Was the fourth one that hit once you did it right? 
but why were you so persistent? Why was, why was people opting into your email list so important to you? I just didn't want to build my business on somebody else's platform, so to speak, because what it's in the beginning, it's what I kept hearing, but I even encountered it during a launch in the middle of a launch, I was going live for on Facebook specifically, and it went down. And that launch mattered to me, you know, it's how we were going to pay our team. It was like, it was supposed to be a highly lucrative launch. Facebook went down, completely down. So say Facebook was the only place I had all of my audience. I didn't have any, I didn't have any emails. What if I had no emails? You know, what if YouTube was the place I had all my audience and it went down? What if, you know, so I believe that having emails are important. And so the best way for me to collect emails is having that lead magnet. So that's me, you know, being able to close shop from one place and, and take my, you know, my luggage and go and open up shop in another, another place. Having those emails are a huge asset and phone numbers too. We're getting into texting lately as well emails and phone numbers are are definitely a thing for me so i see a lot of courses in property investment and especially in short-term rentals i see a lot of courses some are doing okay some aren't selling at all right is there is there something um like special about the what you're teaching why why do you think yours is so successful when there's so many out there at least from what i've seen Mm, that's a good question. I think it's just really getting focused on my target audience for the most part. So perhaps those that are out there, um, they may tell, you know, you can, you know, do the strategy without owning property or without, you know, and it removes any of the barriers of entry. But mine is focused strategically on medical professionals who are burnt out Number one, and my second um, strategy that I tout is all you need is one to two properties to be wildly profitable. So I don't believe in a hundred doors or we're not doing that because our highest and best use, a lot of us, you know, is our medical degrees. If that's where we want to continue to stay, you know, is in our field. If we're going to juggle both things, all you need is one to two, you know, and and that's going to be different than any of the other coaches. I haven't heard other coaches speak that way. And so that speaks volumes to my, my ideal target avatar. I think it's uh, a lot of the successes I see are when you're dialed in on uh, not just the outcome you're providing, but very specifically on who you're providing it for. And so many people want to just say, oh, this is for everybody, right? Everybody can benefit from this outcome. Um, but when you're that, when you're that broad, typically, um, you don't see the success that, that you found. It's, I see you're shaking your head. I think you agree with what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. When you're marketing to everyone, you're marketing to no one, right? <laughs> so let's fast forward, uh, more to today. Uh, and we're not fast forwarding very far because, you know, it hasn't been that long since you got started, but, uh, I know we were talking before we hit record and, and you hit a, a, a big milestone here recently. Do you mind sharing that for the audience? Yeah. So as of just three days ago, we hit our all time uh, net revenue of seven figures in digital course sales uh, just three days ago, which is massive. Uh, we've been in business for less than two years, started a little less than two years ago. So I, it's hard to believe um, that a little girl from Haiti immigrant, you know, was able to take this uh digital course, <laughs> uh, marketing strategy and, and just, you know, really leverage it and, and make it into a full blown business. And so I think if I can do it, anyone can do it. And it, and it's real talk about proof of concept. <laughs> and, and I'm just over the moon about, about it. And I'm still, you know, having all the feelings and it's still kind of, trying to sink in. So breaking news, this is monumental for me to be able to speak with you about it at a time like this. So thank you for having me. I feel like it's like serendipitous that we're talking about it. No, that's, like this. 
I mean, congratulations. That's, that's really, really incredible. Um, you're just, you know, you're just like glowing talking about it. So you can tell it's just a massive milestone. Uh, did you do anything cool to celebrate? Yeah, I did. My husband actually, he, um, he had booked a massage for me. It was like a mother's day weekend celebration anyway. So it worked out. So while I was getting my massage, I was kind of enjoying that as well. <laughs> Do you think that it will take another two years to 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 reach two million? Um, I don't, Jacques, and here's why. Um, last June, uh, we were at three hundred thousand uh, dollars total, and so for us to be at a million total right now, so that's quite a trajectory. So I don't think it's going to take two years. <laughs> It, it doesn't sound like it. It doesn't sound it doesn't like it. Yeah, you. Like you've, it. it sounds like you've done uh, so many steps in the process, yeah. right? I mean, I'm um, getting to where you're at. I mean, it took me significantly longer to to reach numbers like that than it did for you, and that's just really, really incredible. Um, so, congratulations once again. Thank you. And I want to is add, are I've, you? I've done so many steps wrong too. I promise you. I've done oh come on. Oh come on. It sounds like you did it absolutely perfectly. <laughs> if only you knew. <laughs> Give me an example. What'd you do wrong? It was a hot mess. Um, you know, just hired on, you know, I kissed a lot of frogs, hired on some people who made promises, you know, that were going to alleviate the pain of all the things that I was doing on my own and just take, take, take away, just take the wheel for me and paid a hefty price, you know, <laughs> you know, and just being all, um, what do you call it? like all in one shop and you know, you think you're going to trust them and you pay all this money and it didn't really happen. So that's, you know, hiring could be a little dicey. I did that wrong. Um, what else? Uh, email campaign. When I first started, I sent out emails directly from my email inbox. I didn't know what a CRM was. Oh, wow. <laughs> You're just like BCCing your whole email list? Yeah. <laughs> okay. You're like red laughing at me. I did that. Yeah. And the next like. Well, I, I feel like I can do that knowing where you are now. Yeah. It's hilarious. I I would get these emails from Google, suspicious activity. I was like, what is, what is what's wrong with Google, Gmail? Why are these things suspicious activity? Yeah, you're not supposed to, people, you're not supposed to BCC your whole email list, by the way. <laughs> I did that. Um, what else? Just, I, I think for me, scaling team has been the struggle, you know, just the wrong hires, not asking the right questions. And then maybe some of them were the right hires, but I was the wrong boss, Jacques, like having loose, weird expectations in my head what I wanted but why aren't they reading what's in my head that's a that's a Rachel problem right and so learning how to be a better leader you know so it's a work in progress but I'm realizing you know it's yeah it's the me thing too um learning about having better SOPs tightening up processes so yeah I did a lot wrong <laughs> I do a lot wrong. The back end, the back end to this puppy is a, it's really, it's a little dicey. It's a, it's a little dicey for sure. It sounds like you did more right than wrong, but oh, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go with it. So at this point, like you, you just reached this massive milestone. Like, is that all from, from one course or do you have multiple offers going out there? Yeah. So that's a great question. So it is one, it's multiple offers. And so let me, let me see if I can break it down for you. So my main offer, the one that I teach a luxury short-term rental academy, it started off as a self-paced course. I added on a coaching component to it. So there's a group coaching component. There's a little bit of a one-on-one -on -one to it as well. And there's also a spotlight uh, workshop associated with it. And the spotlight workshop is still, um, short term rentals, but with a midterm rental twist because we were encountering some members who were in markets where they could only do a 30 day stay and nothing less than a 30 day stay. So since I'm very familiar with that, I, I started teaching that and that got a lot of buzz. 
And so I did a spinoff, like a two-day workshop of a 30-day stay. And so that gained a ton of traction as well. And it's at a lower price point than the, you know, the coaching and the, you know, the um, one-on-one coaching. And other than that, you know, I do have a few low-ticket um, offers that just, they're they're all part of the funnel to get them into the luxury or the midterm, you know, so like a $47 to get into this, to join us for a summit where we go over the different strategies and we have extra special guests where we JV, you know, it's a list builder awareness. You know, I had something called the midterm rental versus short term rental smackdown. And we, we all had like different bodies and we were like, you know, and it was like the top industry experts and it was really, really cool, but it was all, lead gen that led into like a forever long funnel into those programs. So everything leads to those programs. So again, everything leads to this one or one and a spinoff program. That's all I do. That's it. But I have a lot okay, of so other the, ideas. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned the two, was it 200 to 2000 courses, uh, ideas you have the luxury short-term Academy is, is your main program yes. that you offer. And it's got like the, the, the more do-it-yourself uh, path, and then there's another uh, offer where it's that plus some coaching with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And you use the word funnel. So tell, tell me more about the funnel. Obviously, the lower ticket items, uh, your goal is to have that be a part of the funnel to get them into to the higher ticket stuff. Are you? Do you have any sort of uh, cool evergreen funnels happening with with uh, with um, evergreen urgency built in or anything like that? No, not yet. We're that is the goal um, to have that built in, and we're refining um, our midterm rental right now to turn that into an evergreen to add urgency to it. But right now, we don't have anything that's live. So, are you primi- primarily relying on on uh, individual launches then? That's a good question. So since the luxury short-term rental is a higher ticket, it's, it, I guess it is evergreen because you can enroll anytime, but you do need to speak mm-hmm. with my closer. And so she closes, you know, every couple of months and we do rely on launches. So we do quarterly launches for those. So tell me, tell me about the quarterly, quarterly launches versus like right now I see it on your website, the luxury short-term Academy, and I can click the button that says submit my application. Mm -hmm. How is that different than these quarterly launches? So once you submit your application, you speak with Carol, my closer, (laughs) shout out to Carol. And, um, if you know, if all is well, you're ready to get started, you sign up and that's a high ticket and you just, it's, what do you call it? Like you can enroll anytime. And so you're mm-hmm. into the higher ticket enroll anytime with coaching with component coaching component. It's six months. Yeah. Okay. So the, the, the launches, the, the, the launches are more for the, the, the program without the co- coaching component. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Nailed that. Yeah. You got it. Thank you for <laughs> um, explaining that. <laughs> no worries. So if I want to enroll in the, in the program that doesn't have a coaching component, mm-hmm. then I've got to wait for one of these quarterly launches. Yes, you do. Okay. What uh, let's, let's next talk a little bit about software. Uh, just from your website, it looks like you're maybe using Kajabi. Yes. Is that fair? A thousand okay. percent. Yes. How, how much of what Kajabi has to offer are you using? Obviously the website, I assume your courses are there. Mm-hmm. Is your email list there? Yes. Email list is there. We launched a Kajabi community not too long ago. So we're using the community now as well um, for the non-coaching program, just so that people could have a place to answer, to ask questions and kind of answer each other's questions without going into the free Facebook group and putting my content out there for free. Um, <laughs> uh, we use everything. Our opt-ins are there. If you go to 75gyms.com, that's like my free lead magnet. It's there. I think I use everything Kajabi. As a matter of fact, my checkout pages are there, but I will tell you our checkout conversions aren't the greatest. So we're actually thinking of converting to Thrivecart for checkouts now, now that we, that was our goal. Once we hit seven figures, we're changing our checkout pages, or maybe we should just stay the same. I don't know, but I, I don't love, I don't want to say, Hey, cause Kajabi, you've, you've been good to me, but yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Look, I'm a, I'm a re- 
I'm a recent Kajabi convert. Okay. I've been, I've been in the space for, uh, for 10 year, over 10 years. So I've, I've used lots of different things, lots of different things. And, uh, what I love about Kajabi, I've been, I've been a fan for maybe a year and a half. And just because it can do so many things well, you know, inside one place. And I think that, um, if you instead chose, uh, you know, teachable for your course and something else for your email list and something else for your landing pages. And you have all these different pieces of software doing different things. Um, there are advantages of that because typically when you, when you do one thing, you do it, uh, wow. you can do it really well yeah. compared to somebody trying to do everything. Mm -hmm. But to me lately, what I've seen is the, just the, the headache that goes away when you can just like run your entire business mm -hmm. inside of one place, uh, for the majority of people uh, outweighs the benefits of having all these different pieces of software. Yeah. So that's the main reason I'm a uh, big fan. Now you mentioned the, um, the new, you know, Kajabi recently came out with their new version of community. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm not a fan of it. I personally, I don't, I don't love it. Uh, I think they could have done so much better with it. Mm -hmm. um, it. You're using the new version of community and it sounds like it's going well for you and your, your, uh, your people so far. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. They actually acquired it from another company, Vibly. Yeah. I think. Vibly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like it. I mean, I, I don't have a ton of experience with communities. So if you're coming from like, you know, the others or circle or school, you may have experience and expectations. I had no, here's my expectation. I'm coming from Slack. Okay. So I'm fighting for my life <laughs> with Slack. So for me, this is an upgrade in, in community. So if you're coming from one of the others that may have a better, you know, UI user interface, like experience, a better experience, then you may not love it. And then, uh, I agree with you about the checkout pages. Like there's something to be desired there. It's like you pretty much just have this one template you can use and it's clearly, you know, Kajabi's go-to checkout template. And I had uh, a student of mine reach out to me who is about to hit that seven figure mark. Very, very close. Yay. And he's all on Kajabi. And he was like, Jacques, I'm thinking about going to Thrivecart for my checkout pages. He's like, do you think that's a good idea? And, you know, I gave him my spiel about, well, you know, Th Thrivecart's going to give you a lot more options. Uh, it might convert a little bit higher, but, you know, you've got to weigh whether it's important to you enough to have, you know, a new piece of software. And that's out now living outside of Kajabi. You know, there's definite pros and cons in switching. And so I'd love your thoughts on, you know, why you're thinking about switching. You specifically mentioned conversion rates on your current order forms. How do you know the, the rate you have is, is not optimum? Yeah. So I don't remember the number today off the top of my head, but we did a, Oh, you know what? I forgot to mention, we do have one more product, Jacques. We have the one, um, what all we spoke about and we do have a major affiliate product, which is the data software company that we're working with. And so that software comes with like a, a membership and that's a monthly coaching that we partner with that software to give insights on different markets. That's we're we're into data, you know, we invest with data with information. And so home, oh, holy smokes, the conversion rate on the site, there was so much bounce, you know, the bounce rate on that was really, really, it was much to be desired. I remember when we were looking and the the way that it was broken down, you can either do a monthly versus a quarterly versus an annual. You had three options and it was hard to spell it out on the Kajabi checkout page. It was it was quite a challenge. And so just looking at all Thrivecart had to offer it had so many bells, so many whistles. And it was so pretty. And maybe I'm just getting that. Um, sizzle, you know, like squirrel, you know, maybe I'm doing that thing where <laughs> shiny object, object syndrome. I don't know, but it was hard. And so we were looking at like, it was a, a quite a significant bounce rate. I'm, I'm thinking like 60 plus percent of people just, they're like, bye within, within seconds versus when I asked, you know, some of the course community, what they were seeing on their thrive cart, you know, it seemed like it was a better conversion rate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's, there's no doubt it's a better product. And my advice to him was actually do it. It was to use thrive cart because I know him really well mm -hmm. and I know his goals. Like he is, he is 
like you, sounds like, you know, going after world domination in his niche, right? He wants to be the biggest, baddest, best with what he's doing. And, um, and so it's very possible that Thrivecart will allow him to have higher conversion rates, maybe better, you know, affiliate opportunities and so on. Uh, but for me, I have zero plans to switch to Thrivecart because I more so value um, the overall simplicity of having, you know, my check, you know, when somebody purchases with Thrivecart, you got to get all of their information, then back over to Kajabi and make sure they have access to the right courses. And so, um, there's more opportunities for breakdown and whatnot, but if you've got a good team, um, behind the scenes, uh, and you're after just like making every little piece as good as it can possibly be, you know, that would certainly be a reason to do that. Yeah. Yeah, and that was a learning curve for me because during that launch, I was like, okay, let's turn on Thrivecart. My team was like, oh, no, honey, uh, -uh it doesn't work that way. <laughs> and that's when I realized, oh, it's one of those things that you're right. The integrations have to be there. The signing mm -hmm. of the, I was like, oh, okay. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. But then on the other side, you know, the, the other thing I told him was, you know, you switched to Thrivecart, you spend all this time, effort, energy, switch to Thrivecart. The very next day, what if Kajabi completely revamps their checkout stuff and it's better than Thrivecart? Yeah. Okay. That could happen too. So yesterday I saw something new with Kajabi. Kajabi payments. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're about to, they're, they're working on their checkout stuff. Yeah. Um, they are allowing you, they're going to be allowing you to accept Apple pay mm -hmm. and Afterpay and, um, and Android pay and things like that. They're you're going to be able to dress up your checkout pages more mm -hmm. and you're not going to have to leave Kajabi to do anything money related. Everything's going to be there. You don't have to go to Stripe. You don't have to go to PayPal. Everything's going to be there in Kajabi. It looks very, very exciting. I haven't used it yet, yeah. um, but it should, I'm hoping it's in my account very, very soon. Yeah, I love that. So my, my team, they said they sign up for the beta. So you're absolutely right. You know, you got to think about that too. So what if, because they are pretty much the innovators, I think in the space, always trying to do the next greatest thing. Are you, are you planning on attending the, the summit, the, the summit, whether it's virtual, I saw they have virtual tickets now or in person in Austin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this will air probably after that event actually takes oh. place, which is the last, like, uh, last week of May, early, early June, 2023 this year. Um, I will be there. Are you going to be there? No, I have a conflict, Aww. but I'll be there virtually. I really want to be okay. there. I need to figure out how to get there to, to at least meet you, Jacques. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will 100% be there, but I'm, you know, like I said, I'm a recent convert. Uh, the last conference like this, I went to was um, shortly before the pandemic. I went to one of the big ClickFunnels conferences because I was big into yeah. ClickFunnels back then. Um, I but you know that's like you did. Yes. So I moved to ClickFunnels in 2016, wow. um, and at the time it was phenomenal. In my opinion, it was better than Kajabi at the time. Really? Now, what they did best was the funnels. Obviously, that's built into their name. And their core, like you could, you could build your course there. And at the time in 2016, I'm like, oh my goodness, I can have my funnels and my courses all in the same place. It was revolutionary, but they just didn't do a good job of, um, keeping up with the market. And eventually, in my opinion, you know, Kajabi and other platforms got better and better and better. Now they've since released ClickFunnels 2.0, which, you know, I'm not a big fan of that either, but I think that the, the market's going to keep, uh, keep on changing. And I hope that Kajabi continues to innovate and continues to listen to the right types of people and not just be all corporate-y. Mm -hmm. um, and what I've seen from the new community, I'm not thrilled about, but um, but overall, I'm still a, a huge fan. Um, I'd love to hear your experience with ClickFunnels. Yeah. And I just couldn't get it. And for me, as a solopreneur, when I was first starting off, I needed something that I could quickly go in, understand what I'm navigating, have an all-in-one. I just didn't know how to navigate it. Uh, someone gave me a code, you, you would have access to their setup and it, it was just really confusing. And then I got it, uh, insight and advice from people telling me, no, you, you, you need to lean into it because you'll get the big old reward if you stay here. And I was like, uh, bump the reward after a month. I was like, they can keep their reward. <laughs> this is not fun. <laughs> And so I, I was, I had it in parallel with Kajabi and with Kajabi, I just wanted something where I could log in and just make a quick edit or a quick tweak or a quick, you know, at first I was doing it all, all on my, all on my own. And then eventually when I had 
a team that was had expertise and they would do things in such an ex- expert way and it was beautiful. If I needed a quick edit, I could make a quick edit. I never wanted a, a site where I couldn't go in and just do something on a Sunday night before a launch. And so that's what I love about Kajabi. I'm, I'm a fan. I'm, I'm a huge fan as well. So I, even though it's an all-in-one platform, I still certainly have these little tools and trinkets that do random little things here and there. Is there any other software that, that you just love having as part of your business? I'm a, I'm a techaholic, so I have a little like note taker that follows me around, uh, AI tools, of course. So like a Otter AI, I love that. Um, as my note taker, of course, I use all of the Google suites. I use, um, Microsoft office, you know, to create my PowerPoints for my webinars. Um, zoom, of course I use restream a lot. I want to convert to Ecamm. I just want to leverage the learning curve for that. When I do my lives, I go live every week to continue to offer value to my audience. Um, what am I missing? What am I missing? I use a lot of tech. <laughs> can be a big slippery slope. It is. It is. It is. When we do our tech audits uh, on a quarterly basis, it's embarrassing the amount of tech that I use. Uh, scheduling, social media scheduling products like um, repurpose.io. We use that sometimes. Mm-hmm. We use uh, recurpost and something that starts with a V I forget the name of it maybe an N it's either an N or V <laughs> all right social media software that starts with a V or an N I'm going to ask chat GPT to tell me what that is it's hilarious <laughs> I'm, I'm like you're at the pharmacy you say I take the white pill it's like which medicine is it Mrs. So-and-so it's the white pill the little white round ones yeah <laughs> All right, Rachel, just, uh, just a couple more questions for you as we, as we start to wrap up. Um, the next one is going to be, uh, on a little bit deeper level than software, but just in general, like how is your life different now that you discover digital products versus where you would have been otherwise? I love this question. Um, for me, what it validated for me is that I can really take full control of my life, of my destiny, of my paycheck. I can live on my own dime and not someone else's. I can work as much as I wanted to, or as little as I want to, wherever I want to. And so for me, it's so empowering. It tells me that I call the shots as opposed to, um, someone else calling the shots. So it's pretty powerful stuff. Obviously I agree. All right. Last one is simply looking for some advice from you for those listening. Um, let's go more toward the beginning stages of this journey. Somebody's coming to you and they're like, look, I love what you've done. Super inspirational. You know, I've got some knowledge in this random niche over here. Like how can I find success like you have? I want to go back to validating, you know, validating that that information and that there's a market for it. And the biggest misconception, I think, is and and the misconception I had is and you asked the question, why? Why would I think of leveraging Airbnb short term rental education whenever when there are so many other coaches out there, right? That that's what came into my mind. I know that's not how you asked it, but that's the first thing that came. Everyone else is teaching it. Why would I teach it? You know, but there's something with my own delivery. So if there's something in your heart that you're thinking, you know what? Someone else is already teaching this. Why would I teach it? First of all, the fact that someone else is teaching it is good news. It means there is a market for it. Um, and it's just validating it. So if there's something that you have in your heart and others are telling you, hey, could you show me how to do this? And if you don't think you have knowledge of something and people will continue to encourage you or they, they keep asking you or they lean on you for a specific type of advice, whether it's relationships or whether it's, you know, raising teens or whatever it may be, you may have a course inside of your heart. And 
validate it, you know, sit, sit with them, ask, you know, you know what, I'm thinking of sharing this with others, you know, have you ever thought about buying a course about this? Or have you ever thought about paying for, you know, advice about this and just start doing that type of market research to see, you know, what that market would look like and what it is that you can offer in terms of value, you know, to package it into something, you know, that you can put together, you know, for them. So if you have, if you have something in your heart, there's definitely value there. And I think for you not to share it with others is depriving them of your, of your knowledge and depriving them of your, your genius and your gifts. So don't do it. (laughs) Share. All right, Rachel, thanks for uh, being so generous with your time and your wisdom here today. So many great uh, insights and inspiration uh, for the audience. Really appreciate you for being here. Uh, give us give us a call to action or two here. Where where do you want to uh, direct people to learn, to be able to learn more from you? Yeah, grab my lead magnet. I think it'll be a great template or example. If you go to 75gems.com, that's 75gems.com, you'll get my list to know where I'm investing in next. Great. Thanks, Rachel. (laughs) Thank you, Jacques. I appreciate you. All right. That is a wrap for all the links and show notes from today. You can go to oc.show slash 201. Remember, if you want to check out Kajabi, if you want to get that extended free trial and you want to get that whole entire course that I put together for you, head to everyclickkajabi.com. And look, I also want to tell you that today's guest, Dr. Rachel, wasn't she fantastic, by the way? That was such a fun conversation. I didn't know who she was until a few weeks ago, and she was recommended to me by one of you, by a podcast listener. And I always recommend that. You're the one out there listening, so you know what you like to hear. And I was so happy to get that introduction from a podcast listener. So once again, I always welcome that. So if you have anybody you'd love to hear on the online course show, feel free to reach out and let me know, and we'll see what we can do about that. Thank you for being here as always, and we'll catch you in the next one. Thank you.